In states where early voting is open, millions of people are casting their ballots. I've been chomping at the bit to get to vote. I live across the street. I was here at uh, 6.45 in the morning. It's a little bit slower than I thought it would be. I've been itching to get here the first day, so... In Georgia, more than 800,000 people have already gone to the polls. And instead of going to a traditional voting site like a high school gym or a library, many of those voters have gone to the arena where the Atlanta Hawks played basketball. Right now, the floor, which is where basketball usually is being played this time of year, contains about 200 voting machines. Instead of concession stands being open, we have voting happening throughout the building. So even in our most premium club is where you register to vote. That's Steve Coonan, CEO of the Hawks. And we wanted to ask him what it means for a private company to get into the very political business of elections. This isn't about one side or the other. This is agnostic, safe, effective voting. So is this about a business being involved in politics? No, this is about a business being involved in civics. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. It's Wednesday, October 21st. Coming up on the show, why the CEO of the Hawks turned their stadium into a polling place and what it could mean for this election in Georgia. This episode is brought to you by KPMG. The people at KPMG make the difference for their clients. Talented teams leveraging the right technology to uncover insights that illuminate opportunity. KPMG teams together with their clients, working shoulder to shoulder to help grow and transform their enterprise. Are you ready to make the difference together? Go to visit.kpmg.us backslash transformation to learn more. Steve Coonan got the idea of making State Farm Arena a polling place in the days after the killing of George Floyd. Our building is located in downtown Atlanta. We're connected to CNN Center. And that is ground zero for protests. And so in watching the huge amount of people who came out to protest, I was blown away with the energy and the enthusiasm and what the protesters wanted, which distilled down what's changed, change in policing, change in policies, change in the country, inequality. But personally, I believe that while protests are fantastic, it's not an action that normally leads to an action. And I think the best action is voting. But voting has always been difficult in Georgia. It's always been a very difficult thing. So it kind of struck me that our giant arena in the shadow of these protests are sitting empty. The NBA season was suspended at the time. So Steve, who's both the CEO of the Hawks and the arena where they play, realized their arena could be used for something else. Voting. Steve ran the idea past the Hawks coach, Lloyd Pierce. He laid out why he wanted to do it. 
We're in Atlanta, Georgia, which is the cradle of the civil rights. About half of our ticket buyers are African-American. I stood this summer talking about the privilege just by being born white that I have over a lot of my colleagues who were born black. And that's not right, and that's not just, and that is nonsensical to me. But it's something that if I can help level the playing field, I'm going to do everything in my power to do so. Plus, there were practical advantages to using the arena as a polling place. We're in the large crowd business. We're in the hospitality business. Our venue has the best connectivity and technology that you can find. Our staff age is in the low 30s instead of volunteers in their 60s, 70s, and 80s. Pierce listened and loved the idea. Then he did something that caught Steve by surprise. The next day, he led an NAACP march in Atlanta. And he said from the stage, we are considering trying to make State Farm Arena a voting place. So we're committed to trying to make State Farm Arena a polling place for our organization so that Fulton County and DeKalb County and every citizen in this city has the right to vote, has the opportunity to vote. Part of me kind of gasped that, oh my goodness, he let our secret out of the bag. But the coach's public comments also pushed Steve to get the ball rolling. The Hawks reached out to the head of the Fulton County Election Commission to see if he wanted to check out State Farm Arena as a polling venue. He, he brought up 17 people with him from his board of elections to all kinds of folks. And when they walked in, in about three minutes, he looked at me and said, let's do this. And at the end of June, the Hawks announced their plans to use their arena for voting. Immediately, Steve says he heard from other NBA teams. The night we announced, we were inundated with phone calls because everybody was in the same boat. None of us were playing games. And we all want to be, you know, strong leading pillars in our community. So I immediately talked to five teams that night. And as summer progressed, not only are NBA buildings in it, but Dodger Stadium, Fenway Park. There's, I think, including colleges, 71 buildings now. What advice did you give other stadium owners and teams who were wanting to do the same thing? Well, a lot of it was breaking down the costs, the cost of security, how to manage staff, how to, how to socially distance, how to use the schematic for the floor, and, you know, how do you deal with some of the more complex issues? If somebody walks into your arena and would not wear a mask, how do you isolate that so that they still can vote and have an experience, but you're not taking risk with any of your employees or other voters? So those are all complex issues that we were able to work out and help share best practices. How much is the whole effort costing the Hawks? It's in the mid-six figures. What are the main expenses for you? Uh, security. We have tremendous amount of security on site, both visible and invisible. Housing, feeding, all of the employees, all of the signage that all had to be custom made and then put throughout downtown Atlanta directing people. Those were the big ticket items. There were also lots of small details to think about. Every screen that's been touched, we have to clean after. Every stylus, every voting card has to be wiped and clean and sanitized and recycled. With so much to figure out, Steve tapped his head of guest experience and his facility manager to help. 
we made a decision to be a library on steroids. Let me explain what that means. People aren't coming to vote to see a, to hear a DJ in the building or radio stations interviewing people. So all of the marketing and all of the hype and all the promotion that goes around a concert or a basketball game had to go away. This is clinical and it's how sterile it is. And so it literally is a giant library with the tone and tenor of a library. No music in the background. It's all about voting. So the guy who's in charge of the guest experience with DJs and making an NBA game feel just electric is now in charge of a giant library. Yes, with a partner who's in charge of a 700,000 square foot building. And they went and surveyed the building and laid out all the logistics for how to social distance the lines. If it's raining outside, how many people can we queue in a non-voting area, but so they're not waiting in the rain, we can put a thousand people in one part of the arena staying dry, you know, while they're coming to vote. How do we use the different levels of the building? How do we use our premium clubs? In the skyboxes for the high rollers? The skyboxes are where Fulton County will do all the tabulations of the mail-in and absentee ballots. I think of elections as having a lot of rules and, like, fine print. How have you been able to navigate all of that? By learning all the rules and paying attention to the fine print. After that, it was time for early voting to begin. That's after the break. This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Video API, your developers can easily create custom video experiences tailored to your business. Enhance every conversation with live video, whether it's delivering faster tech support, improving customer service, or enabling interactive meetings and events. Unlock the true video potential of your business. Discover how at Vonage.com. This episode is brought to you by C3 AI. C3 Generative AI enables rapid access to secure, traceable, hallucination-free insights from enterprise systems, all while using any LLM, helping enterprises turn the invisible into the obvious. Learn more at c3.ai. After months of preparations, it was time to let voters in. The night before the polls opened, how did you feel? Nervous. Just like I feel now, I will be thrilled when this is over. Steve says there have been a few hiccups. We had a software glitch. Some of the wrong information was ingested. We had a 30-minute delay. We got it fixed. We caught back up. There are things we can control. There are things we can't control. That glitch led to some long lines on the first day. But overall, Steve says he's heard good things from voters. It's been phenomenal. I've never seen smiles and appreciations for anything we've ever done. And we've done a lot in our community. It's by far the most powerful thing because people want to vote, but they want to feel safe and they don't want to spend the day and they don't want to feel like they're being punished to vote. They want to feel like they're being rewarded to vote. 
And have you voted? And did you vote in your arena? Of course. Of course. It's not just the voters. Steve says this project has got the entire Hawks team energized. Our head coach was the number one greeter at the main gate. Several of our players made ads and ran them on their own social media, on Instagram, on Twitter, encouraging people both to register to vote and to come out and vote. Over time, this drive to increase voter turnout turned into a game with other NBA teams. The team that reaches the most voters wins. We're competitors at heart. We're in sports. We're competitors. And so we have a competition going with the Golden State Warriors. We did have the Los Angeles Clippers, but we were beating them so bad they dropped out. So I will give them some grief on this podcast. Please. And the Detroit Pistons. And we are competing for a beautiful trophy called the John Lewis Good Trouble Trophy. Um, John Lewis is from Atlanta. John Lewis's trophy was designed in Atlanta. It is John Lewis sitting on a bench in front of the Edmund Pettus Bridge. And it is a beautiful, sizable trophy. We are in the fourth quarter of our competition, and we want to beat Golden State. You can't not win the John Lewis Good Trouble Trophy. Exactly. That would be humiliating, especially since we helped design it. (laughs) Now you just have to get them a championship. Hey, now you're becoming difficult. (laughs) I couldn't agree with you more, but um, that's the next goal. So speaking of Atlanta and Georgia, access to polls has become a politically fraught issue in Georgia. Have you had to manage that? No, and I'm thrilled that we haven't. But we are very, very aware that voting is a political issue. And we're going to do everything we can to play it straight down the middle. No partisan, no politics, just safe voting. Is opening up your arena for voting taking a position on this issue? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it is satisfying a civic demand. Our building is owned by the taxpayers of Atlanta. It's their building. We just run the building. So allowing the people who paid for the building back into their building to do their civic duty just feels like coming full circle. I think some folks would like to paint it that way that, oh, you know, underrepresented audiences will be coming to the arena. Well, the statistics that I was looking at has... um, 43.9% of the voters in our building so far have been white, 38.7% black, 2% Hispanic, 3% Asian, and 12.2% other. So if somebody were trying to say that it was the intent was to just have people of color vote in our building, I think the numbers defeat that. Do you think you will change voter participation in this election? I think we are assisting voter turnout in a very big way, yes. Do you think that could impact the outcome of the election? I have no earthly idea. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. But I do know more people vote is good. Will you use your arena for voting again in the future? I'm going to be a giant advocate for it. You know, understand that normally, and I believe the reason that they've never been done so is because we're always in season. 
And this is one of the positives, one of the few positives out of COVID that our season was delayed, but I'm going to be an advocate that our season should start after voting. And every four years, all 30 buildings should be used around the country to create this easier access to vote. So will I be successful? I don't know. I'd love to come back in four years. But am I going to try? Absolutely. Well, we'll have you back. Well, that would be very nice. Well, Steve, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate your interest and very much enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you. That's all for today, Wednesday, October 21st. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. If you like our show, follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We're out every weekday afternoon. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.